Okay. Welcome back again. Like promised, we're going to go more into the offseason moves, potential trades, potential new coaches, um, just more just the recent talking points, the NBA casual talk type stuff. But before we get into it, we're going to go into quick sponsor, obviously, Anthony's Jewelers again. Still Anthony's Jewelers. will always be Anthony's Jewelers, most likely. Um, we got the phone number up here, book appointment down there. Get in a call for appointment, book online, do what you got to do. They have 60% off diamonds, 65% off gold chains, and 50% off wedding bands right now. Those are some really good deals, and hope you guys take advantage of it. And if you go, make sure you mention Little Roadie Sports Talk. But we're going to get right into what we want to talk about, because there's a lot of news, I should say, about basketball. The, about the teams that are not in the playoffs right now, as we just talked about in the previous video for some conference finals. But just to start off, I think we're going to roll with just a quick little thing on some head coach talk. I'm not going to get into all the teams because right now there's not a lot of finalists, maybe only for Celtics Blazers. But uh, we'll, we'll, we'll get into Celtics first. So the Celtics finalists are Billups, Udoka, and the Bucks assistant head coach, um, the Ham, I think that I forgot his name, like Devin Ham or something like that. Yeah, Devin, Darvin Ham maybe. Darvin Ham, yes. Yeah. So, for people that don't know Darvin Ham, as I was struggling with his first name, he was basically supposed to be the guy that was supposed to take over for Budenholzer if, if the Bucks blew it. So, he's supposed to be a pretty good head coach, um, candidate. Um, I like Udoka, Emi Udoka, and I said this to Josh the other day. The reason why I like him is because he's been under the team that has been through the most drama and BS under, obviously, Kyrie Durant Harden with the Nets. He's the Nets assistant coach. And I like that because they created a free-playing flow with three with superstar players there, and I think the Celtics need that type of coach because Jalen Brown and Tatum should be the superstars who touch the ball every possession and play the most. And I feel like when they were under Brian Stevens, it was a lot of role players getting too many shots. Right. And I would love a coach where the main focal point is Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum every night. And you surround yeah, the those offense two. just needs to get re-engineered. Yeah. So I think a guy like Udoka would be nice because he's been part of the offense or a guy like Chauncey Billups would be nice because Chauncey Billups is part of the Clippers. And obviously he sees the Paul George, Kawhi Leonard duo work so well. Right. So and them Plus, being he's a great the veteran point. with a great uh, basketball IQ, and he's drafted by Boston, so he has yeah, Boston roots. So I would love to see if if one of those two become head coach. I am perfectly content with that. I'm okay with the other guy too, but it looks like it's between Billups, Ham, and Udoka. So yeah, definitely a definitely a great list of finalists there. Who do you think, Kyle? I know you love Boston Celtics basketball. Um, well, one of the more uh, two recent head coaches that are on the free market right now are Scott Brooks and Rick um, Carlisle. So, um, you know, Scott Brooks, you know, he's he's been doing this for a long time, has a thousand games under his belt. He's been to an NBA finals before. He's been to multiple uh, conference finals before. He's had to definitely uh, rebuild the entire team before. I think if the Celtics want to take a shot with him, I would not contest to it. I think he would be a very um, 
good head coach. He's definitely experienced. He has good relations with players. I think he might be able to sway a superstar um, or at least slightly below a superstar to come to Boston to help them out, whether it's due trade or free agency. So I would probably say he would be on, on the list, either that or Rick Carlisle. Those would those two would be my uh, my big ones for Boston if they are able to land. They would be they would definitely turn Boston around one eighty. I'd be okay with Carlisle. I just yeah, like, I would too. I'm not, but, and that's the thing. I'm like, not high we don't have Scott Brooks at all. Yeah, like that's Carlisle, the thing right like, now. Everything's still a little open just because those yeah, it's three not like official finalists, but it's like yeah, those are the second interview guys. I should say yeah, that, that was exactly, that's the actual right. words. Those are the guys that are coming for second interview. So like. If the Hawks lost, I would have loved to see McMillan. No, he's but not it looks like anywhere. McMillan's not going anywhere anymore. Yeah, I don't think he was probably not going anywhere anymore, even if yeah. they lost Philly. Instead. Just for making so, it to the second round and making it competitive. But yeah, I'm I'm okay with that. But I think we're in pretty unison on those t- one of those three guys. I love I would, Billups personally. I think a former player coach is is cool to see. Like Tyron Lewis, yeah. Freddie's very successful right now. He's a former player. I think when a former player become like takes over or becomes part of the organization again, it's very, you know, comforting. Right. Um, I'm more surprised that Becky Hammond isn't on the short list for the Celtics because the Celtics were one of the first people to, um, well, not the one of the first people because obviously Becky Hammond was with the Spurs first, but they did have Carol Lawson for a while for a couple of years, and, um. She was a coach under Brad Stevens, so more surprising to see that Becky Hammond or Carol Lawson isn't on the short list, but maybe they get a second interview out of nowhere. I don't know. But Now, is Becky Hammond still on the Spurs, right, as the assistant? Yes, right. but when you're a coach, you can kind of just leave whenever. Yeah. yeah. You're on a contract, but it's like Rick Carlisle had two more years left with the Mavericks, but he was just he just didn't want to be the coach there anymore, so he's just like, nope, I don't want to do it anymore. Well, with Becky Hammond's situation, I because I think uh, she's a finalist for Portland. Yeah, I was gonna say yeah, I was gonna say either Portland she she can go to or because I know um who is it? Pop is gonna be retiring soon. He's getting pretty old. Like when you look down the sideline, like he's turning into a very gray old man. He doesn't have many years left. If I was Becky, I would just stay there because she already knows all the players. Yeah, that's very likely. Yeah, she's definitely next in line. Yeah, she she knows everything, and she knows how basically learn from one of the best, maybe if not the best. So yeah, I don't know why you would want to leave. No, yeah, only, good point. The only thing is with Becky Hammond's situation is you're right; she might be the next in line, but the Spurs are no longer like the top of the top. Yeah, but they're also young. And they got team. movable pieces, so oh, they definitely have an exciting it, future. It could all now, change. If I was if I was a coach like her, I'd rather have something like that. You know, oh, yeah, yeah, there's, there's, a, there's a lot of potential that she could definitely make yeah. out of the situation. I think that would be better for her. But I also yeah. wouldn't mind being the head coach of Damian Lillard and CJ McCollum either. No. But. Well, Dame's, well, Dame's also kind of – we may think he is still putting up fantastic numbers, but in a few years, we're really going to start seeing a sharp decline. So we're kind of getting him now. Don't ever say that. Dame will be amazing till the day he retires. Well, because how, how old is Dame? Isn't he in his late 20s? Mid I'd guess thirty. But I'm not Maybe thirty. Sure. He's at yeah. he's around like thirty right now. Yeah. When, when you're he's playing, a shooter though, so. Yeah, but he's also playing like almost the entire like I'd say like seventy five percent to eighty percent of the game. Like uh, the body's gonna get yeah. to you. You know, um, I will say this. I guess this kind of transitions us well into our next point: free agency, and 
We might as well just start with Portland. Yeah. Yeah, we could. Go for yeah. it, Josh. What, do, what would okay. you like to say about I would love Portland. to see a McCollum and Ben Simmons swap. You know, McCollum's a great shooter. He would give Philly that. Philly would be losing playmaking, obviously, which they do need. But getting a shooter like McCollum with Embiid and that team, Seth Curry, that'd be pretty fun to watch. And then pairing up Ben Simmons with Dame, that'd be very interesting as well because they never had a great uh, backcourt, like, you know, defensive backcourt because McCollum and Lillard, not that they're liabilities, but they're not the best defenders. And that and that situation could put Ben Simmons into hopefully a better mindset of trying to be more aggressive. Like I said at the end of yeah. the last video, like you know the thing Him is they like, can definitely play pa- fast together. Yeah, like he can be aggressive. It's just like when you have Embiid, Embiid's already posting up, and then Tobias Harris is also posting up a good amount of time. So it's like in Philadelphia, you're not really gonna get the opportunity as a third guy to post up when you have two better post-up guys and better shooters. So my thing is I would like to see that swap as well, because I think that would like what Kyle, your point was Lillard's not going to be around forever or top of his game, but getting a guy like Ben Simmons could take more often right now and could lengthen his career a little bit more because now he doesn't have to be the main point guard, main ball handler, 35 minutes per game guy. He could be just a scorer and worry Which about the other is. things. And then Ben he Simmons is, is also a top tier defender. Yeah. So that would be that'd be nice. And um well, Portland did lose just... Stotts, right? He's he's not even being considered to come back, obviously. No, so, not at yeah. all. He's already gone. Yeah. So they're gonna have to get a new they might have to get a young who well, like who's I the said, finalist? Becky Hammond and Chauncey Billups are the finalists. Okay, so Becky like... Hammond. I'd like to see Chauncey Bill ups. I think it's going to be Chauncey personally. Probably. I've already seen something too where like it's unofficial, but they kind of already, not that they offered him the job, but he's the favorite. Yeah. I it wouldn't surprise me if Bill ups goes to the Blazers and Udoka goes to the Celtics. I think that's yeah, probably that's kind of how it's. But who knows the NBA, anything could happen with that. So, yeah. So that's kind of just how it's rolling right there. Yeah. But another was, funny piece though, I want to mention. Um, I'm sorry. Were you guys gonna say anything more about this? I was gonna make a comment about Ben Simmons. The only I'd say about the biggest negative that Ben Simmons can bring to the Portland Trailblazers is, I feel like he'd be asking for a lot of money. Well, he's already he's, he's already, already under a lot of contracts. Yeah, big money contracts. He's on a max. Yeah. What? What? No, I, like when he goes for an extension, he in his well, eyes he's, he's like, gonna think it just started his new extension, so he's got a few years well, away from that. Yeah, it's I'm gonna say down the road. But on the road. to add on to Kyle, I think what you're trying to say is like, so he's on a contract right now for four more years. Yeah. Because his extension kicked in this year. Like he's already played yeah. one year in his extension. So he's got four more. And 2025, he makes $40 million. So at yeah. this point, he's kind of needs to go to a team. Like it wouldn't surprise me if Philadelphia goes, no, nah, you know, we're going to try and fix you. But Ben Simmons might look back, you know, I want, you know, I might have said I liked Philly fans and stuff, but I want to change the scenery. Like, it might be better for me. Doc Rivers hates Ben Simmons right now. For what it's worth, Doc Rivers shouldn't say a damn word. Now, I'm a Celtics <laughs> fan, but Doc Rivers, if you look at his recent coaching, sucks. He hasn't won a game. Like, he, his coaching record in Game 7, other than 2008, has been atrocious. He hasn't, he hasn't totally won with a lot of loaded the teams. He, he, the he has the most Game 7 losses for an NBA coach in history. Yeah, so for Doc Rivers Yikes. to say that, uh, 
it's kind of 50-50. Like, Ben yeah. Simmons did not have a good series, but at the same time, like, Doc Rivers, when you run the same play over and over again, you do, and you blow a 16-point lead and a 26-point lead in the series, which went to seven, and you ended up losing in seven, that's also on coaching as well. And now looking back at it, was Doc Rivers that much of an upgrade over Brett Brown? Because Brett Brown kind of did the same BS2 in Philadelphia in the last five, six years before Rivers. So. Oh, yeah. But that's... Let's move on to the um, OKC Boston trade, and then we'll go into just some random trade rumors to end off the video. Um, so obviously, past couple of days we saw Kemba Walker be moved to Horford, and I really want to talk about this topic because not to talk about specific people, but some people don't lack. Uh, there's the difference between casual NBA fans and the difference of understanding how the NBA works with cap space and everything like this. So let me explain my side quickly on this. And I hope people watch this as well. So the reason why the Celtics moved on from Kemba Walker for Horford is for one cap space. It has nothing to do with fit. It has nothing to do with um, former him being a former Celtic it has everything to do with cap space. The reason why you do it is because Kemba Walker was owed 36 and 37 over this year, next year. Horford's owed 26 and I think 25. But in the second year of Horford's deal, only 14 of that is guaranteed. So much more flexibility. The reason why Boston did it is now for 2022, it gives them a max slot a year early, which gives them the opportunity to go get a max player to put on top of Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum next offseason but still be somewhat relevant, competitive, and keep Horford for the second season while giving a max player. So next year, you might be able to get a max player, Brown, Tatum, and Horford as your top four guys while having guys like Pritchard, Nesmith, Romeo Langford, Moses Brown, Robert Williams on cheaper contracts, which fills out your role players. And then you might have Fournier or Marcus Smart still there as well. So what I'm trying to say is the reason why they did that trade was from cap flexibility. And then if you want to go into fit and you say you lost the trade because Kemba Walker's Kemba Walker, he's a better name than Al Horford, go for it. Be my guest. Al Horford's obviously not as good as Kemba Walker, but when it comes to fit. I just didn't fit, like losing the 16th pick. When, yeah, that you, you kind of had to lose the 16th pick. Hey, if you think Moses Brown's going to really pan out well and you have long-term plans for him and you really like him, yeah. Yeah, like, you know, front office for the Celtics, Brad Stevens, then sure. It you know it was worth it, but because that pick could have very well been wasted on someone's you know Grant Williams two point Yeah, like for the Celtics, this they can't afford to get another young piece. No, like, they can't. For one, before the trade, the they weren't even gonna, they weren't even going to be able to sign the sixteenth pick because they were hard capped. So you would have had to make a move to sign your sixteenth pick anyways. Yeah. And you already have a bunch of youth on your roster where your two young stars are good enough to lead you to the promised land. You need to start putting players around them that are going to be worth it. You need to invest. Brad Stevens, as now president, needs to invest in a shooter, a veteran shooter, because Nesmith, Nesmith showed you know, he could do it, but he's going into a second year. You need to invest in a veteran point guard now because now you don't have Kemba and you don't want to hear hand Peyton Pritchard's the key to the offense. So you need to get a veteran point guard as well. Um, Honestly, Tristan I wouldn't Thompson's mind just starting Marcus Martin just like, you know, having a tough coach who will just put him in his place and have him just be a playmaker yeah, primarily. 
I just wanted to get that off my chest because I hate yeah I hate the casual fan talk because they think it's like NBA 2K. When you need you need to if you're gonna think I, about the personally NBA, I think, think it's a pretty trades. insignificant trade on like you know on it helping is. you win. But it you're right with the flexibility is huge. Yeah, they're both with, um, knee injury space. guys. Yeah, knee injury guys. I don't think Warford's gonna contribute much anyways. No. Which is fine because he'll be a role player, but you know, he knows the Celtics system. He knows Tatum Brown, obviously. I'd rather Horford get you 10, 7, and 5 a game with better defense. Yeah, I think that's streaming on but 25 you minutes get that per out game. of him. Yeah, like if you get 25 minutes per game out of him, you get a, a still good defender, a better playmaker, and he already knows the offense and he can play as a stretch. I think it works better. Kemba Walker, knee injury, more muddy per year. And you're taking away a lot more shots from Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum. I think it was necessary to do. And now it gives you flexibility to go get Fournier back, deepen out your roster. And you have trade exceptions um, from Hayward still. Tristan's got to go now. So you have plenty of thing. But I now know, Kyle, you definitely know that all the eighth graders, the Thunder are scouting. Because, you know, they have 40,000 first round picks. But... What do you what do you think we should talk about next, Kyle? Because I know you mentioned uh I mean you are a Rockets fan. So what do you think the Rockets should do with John Wall this off this offseason? It's a difficult situation. Uh, I, obviously you would like to see him stay on the team. Because he's I think he's still a solid player. He was, up, yeah. He played pretty good last year. He puts up he puts up solid numbers. He's always gonna be there. He's he's a he's always going to be there for the team. He's a team player. And it's frankly what he needs to show the, the younger teammates, the rookies, the second year is that they need to be more like John wall. I mean, go to practice. You got to be dedicated. You can't do what James Harden didn't just cry baby your way out of there. The, I think it's a good way to humble the rookies and say, Hey, listen, there's, you're not going to win every year. And maybe that might light a fire under the rockets. I mean, if they, if things start going their way, Potentially, depending on how injuries go next year. Da, 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 you know what, Kyle, too? If you guys get Cade Cunningham, I'd kind of want to keep John Wall. And just yeah. And roll I, with it, you know? I think that would be some very interesting. John Wall, Cade Cunningham, Christian yeah, Wood. That would be some Jay interesting. That would be a lot of interesting yeah. chemistry. That could Kevin be, Porter Jr., too. Yeah, you guys got you're, – it's exciting for the Rockets. Yeah, it, it's – it sounded horrible in the beginning when you first lose James Harden. He's a once in a generational kind of talent though. But if yep. it means getting younger player who play their roles, passes the ball while has very good IQ can shoot in good situations. I mean, you can, you can be in the same position as you were before just without your one superstar. Can yeah. I just, can I just add this on top Kyle? And I hope yeah. this doesn't make you sad. So this is what's funny about it. So that trade, right now that with your potential top five pick, right? If it's one through four, the Rockets keep it. Anything after four, it goes to the Thunder. I hope you know that. So you are either going to get a guy like Mobley, Kate Cunningham, or you don't get the pick at all. And the Thunder get another young piece, another young potential stud. That adds onto the team that makes your Western Conference hopes of getting that rebuild faster even worse. So it's like the Rockets are kind of in hell right now if they can't get this lottery pick. And the lottery is tomorrow night. 
So we will know tomorrow night whether yeah. or not the Rockets have some sort of future or absolutely no future because they do have a bunch of firsts because of the James Harden trade. Don't get me wrong, but those are a lot of future out there picks right now. This isn't even from the James Harden trade, by the way. This is from the Westbrook trade. Yeah, Westbrook. Um, I, I don't know if you guys know, but what are the uh, the lottery odds for the Rockets? If uh, do you guys know? I can want to say they're leading. Quick. They're leading. So I want to say. I know okay. mock drafts, like sometimes they'll do it, like, you know, they'll um, do the lottery on their own, but I do want to say they're leading. Right I'm now, if I look, sure. yeah, the Rockets had the worst record. So, but I yeah, know, so isn't, they it, should have the isn't best. it top three, the top three worst records, they all have the Tied, same yeah. odds? Yeah, yes. Timberwolves, okay. Magic, and, um, right, Timberwolves, no, Magic. it's Houston, Detroit, and Orlando. That's what it is. Yeah. Those are the top three. And then OKC. And Cleveland and then Minnesota run out of the top six. Yeah. So, anyways, let's get back to trades though. Um, Porzingis. So, yeah, Porzingis, Gordon Hayward, Brandon Ingram, Zion, uh, um, Luca. I'd like to talk about Zion first. I think I, I just yes, the, when I heard when I heard that statement, uh, I don't know who for, who first reported, but I saw it on Twitter saying that. They're in some kind of beef right now, the organization and like him and the family. I, I kind of saw it coming. They're just not doing a good job, at, like, you know, handling him. It's been two it's years, me- though. But still, yeah, it's just such a horrible. And he's, like, and he's not even like he's played a full season. So, yeah, he, it's, he can't it's because very, of how bad they're screwing it up. It's very tricky, though. Well, we only got 10 minutes left, but um, it's very tricky, though, because. Like I think what Josh was trying to say, or the point I know he's gonna you're gonna make as well. Like when you are a lottery pick, top five pick, you're not walking into a very good situation. No, very unlikely. Like Jalen Brown and Tatum were both number three picks, and they landed on a team that was good. Jalen Brown really wasn't. That was like the end of the rebuild. But Jason Tatum was a number three pick, and then went to a playoff team that was stacked. So it's like. That's different. That's very out of the way. Zion went to a Pelicans team that just traded away their perennial best player in their franchise because they had to do it. So the thing is, is like you're in like you're 60% done, 75% done with your rebuild. You got Zion, you got um, Ingram, like those are your two guys you got to work with now, right? So, but the thing is, is like, they Lonzo tried too. to get them pieces. I mean, Drew Holiday they had, but then he wasn't happy requested a trade. Um, you know, they went out and tried to get Steven Adams and Brad Sell, but that didn't really fill any type of good veteran role. No. Nikhil Alexander was okay. Lonzo Ball is doing least. his thing, but Lonzo Ball is not the best fit in the world with those two. Basically, um, what happened was the Pelicans, the, the te- these teams were trying to fleece the Pelicans, and the Pelicans weren't having any of it. Yeah, so it's just kind of like if you're going to trade Zion, you need to get a package that's almost better than Anthony Davis because you trade Anthony you Davis, who's older. Yeah. yeah, like so now if you trade Zion, who's on a rookie deal right now still for, I think, another two years, and then he gets his rookie extension. So it's like – Yeah. I think Ingram will get moved first, though, because apparently like it was leaked that he doesn't feel like he's a long-term fit with Zion. Hmm. So that'll be interesting. And like I, I think I also said this to you the other day, Josh. Remember, I was telling you that they intentionally, like teams like this, intentionally yeah, leak right. stuff. So like this might get it could the be like GM, the smallest thing just blown up. Yeah, like this might get the GM fired up though. Like right, 
if this is going to against the GM, like this GM's like, okay, you know, they don't, the Zion's family doesn't feel like this team's not doing well. Okay. We're going to go out and get a superstar then, or we're going to yeah. go out and try and go really hard to get another player. That's going to fit much better. You know what I mean? Right. So who knows? It might be an expiring a guy like uh, Zach Levine. Zach Levine's oh, yeah. got an expiring contract. That'd be interesting, if, honestly. Zach Levine's on. And you said Brandon Ingram might not be a big fit. I'm not saying this is going to happen, but this gives the Bulls a little bit more of a future look, reset. You can go with Ingram. Wait, so what's the trade? There. What's the trade that you would uh, be proposing? I was or? saying it would be something to do like Josh mentioned that Ingram might not be the best fit with Zion. For no, no, future. he said that. No, he said that. Ingram yeah. said that. Yeah, like Ingram. He so feels that way. If Ingram feels that way, he, if he wants to trade, Ingram could go to a team like Chicago. But Levine, who's on the expiring contract, and the Bulls have kind of not really given in to giving him a, a deal, which makes no sense because yeah. he's their best player by far. So it might be a thing like, okay, let's see if Zach Levine works with Zion. And if it looks like something's going to work, we'll give Zach Levine the max. And we're going to work with Zach Levine and Zion being our two best players, and we, we work around that. So it's like – Thing though is, are the do you think the Bulls would be very willing to get rid of? I would. He's been in trade talks already, so because the thing is with Levine, if he's on, he's got one year left in his deal. Ingram's already on an extension, so right. if you have the ability to get a young player on a good extension, then you get to pair him with Fucevic, Kobe White, and another top pick this year because you. I make agree, playoffs. definitely. So it's like Levine already wants out, kind good. of not really, but I think he's like exploring the idea at least. And the Bulls are too. Oh, yeah, I know I mean, he have expressed interest in both those guys actually, which is interesting. And they're also considering not re-signing um, Jimmy Butler too. It's that so it's the re-signing type well. of year. Like it's yeah. like the random news outlets, right? I think it's blown out of proportion because some of it's real, some of it's not. But like the Zion thing, probably blown out of proportion. And you really can't trade him right now unless he's really forcing their hand. Yeah, I agree. Same thing with Ingram. Like, he would have to really force her hand because it's like, we have Ingram and Zion. we got to try and make this work. So, but Zion will have to monitor. If anything news, we'll cover it again in another podcast. But I think the last thing we wanted to talk about was uh, Porzingis because Porzingis has the ability to be very good. And I watched a video today actually showing Luka Doncic shook, uh, Luka Doncic shook off 108 extra three-point attempts wide open to Porzingis. I watched a whole – I was so bored today. I watched a compilation <laughs> video that Luka Doncic did a pick and roll. No wonder why he's unhappy with, with his roll then. With Porzingis, and Porzingis had like three, four feet of space from the roller yeah, on the defender or the switch or whatever. And, and Luka, Luka didn't kick it to him. And like half those times Luka took a contested shot or Luka went cross-court to reset the play. It's funny someone made a compilation video of that. I mean, if you watch their games, you could definitely recognize it here and there. But like when you say that that number, it really blows up the problem. So it's like, you know, so when it. Porzingis says he doesn't feel like a co-star, I kind of understand now because. Oh, it's yeah, like, totally. Yeah. He got 20 a game this year, but he could have been like 23, 24 a game this year. Now it's like, oh, yeah. And he shot 40 percent from three for anybody who thinks that he wasn't as good because he didn't have a great playoffs. He had a good year. He just and he shot well. He just it's kind of a little soft. He's seven, three and he's a little fragile. But a lot of teams are interested in him, though. Warriors, still very good. Hornets, Heat, and, uh, you know, the list goes on and on. That may be another team that the Mavericks were – they're talented, but they don't have, like, 
I don't know. They kind of give like they have a they just have an odd team. And now Carlisle's gone, so it's like they have to refine their coaching identity while also right, maybe facilitating and forcing a trade. So it's like and Tim Hardaway Jr. I think is close to free agency. And even Lucas said he's unhappy there, so that's very yeah. interesting as well. A lot of well, not unhappy. I don't know. Yeah, it's like there was a rumor. You can never trust these reports, but yes. But yeah, I think that's kind Gordon of Gordon Hayward too. Actually, he also uh, the yeah. Hornets are looking to trade him as well. That'd be interesting. He had a pretty good year before his injury, mm-hmm. and you know, still finished kind of solid. I saw a thing as well that Terry Rozier or Devontae Graham could be on the trade block because Lamelo Ball is the real deal. So right. Yeah, they don't I need that Lakers third point guard. And Devontae Graham, too. So it wouldn't surprise me if a guy like the Lakers, like you just said it, Lakers need a point guard. It wouldn't surprise me if a guy like Terry Rozier gets moved. Oh, yeah, the Lakers Because they, the Hornets do need some big man depth or um, like maybe a sign and trade where Montrezl Harrell or Drummond gets sent to the Hornets and Rozier or Graham gets sent to the Lakers for better, you know, yeah, I'm just oh, that's like all hypothetical, but something like that could work. Um, because that's what Kemba Walker and Terra Rozier that was a sign and trade, technically at first. Yeah, the Lakers are definitely looking to acquire some type of point guard. Yeah. I know they have interest in Graham, Westbrook, Lillard. Um, they definitely want to move Schroeder. So. Yeah, I think he's a free agent, so they don't have to move. Yeah. Him. Well, this is another trade, actually so. notable name too. Siakam and Kyle Lowry also will be on the trade block. Yeah, Toronto could blow it up. Yeah, I know the Boucher, Warriors. Boucher turned out to be pretty good, so. Yeah, he'll also That'd be, be nice little steal. Most likely traded too, yeah. But yeah, I think that's kind of the end. What do we have? Yeah, there's only a minute 45 left, so. Yeah, a lot of interesting things can happen. Yeah, we're going to keep going on with NBA news, though. Now we're back to full yeah, force. Yeah, things are really picking up, too. So. Yeah, so, and we're all going to have more time now, so the podcast are going to come on more frequently. Hopefully my new computer doesn't break. Knock on wood. I don't think it will, but I think we'll be back to good shape. But yep, that's gonna be the end of this video. And obviously, ending shout out to Anthony's Jewelers, our sponsor, just like we showed at the beginning of the video. Phone numbers here, links up top, all the deals like I mentioned. Make sure if you guys go or if anyone goes, mention a little Rory Sports Talk sent you. Anthony Manzo's a great guy who will help you out. So That's the end of this video. Hope everybody has a good night, and we'll see you in the next video where we talk about the Nets, Jazz, and 76ers being underachievers. So have a good night.